0: Attention fans, this is the Devils Devil's State State of Mind Mind podcast, Podcast. brought to you by the the Hockey Hockey Podcast Podcast Network. Network. Now here's here's your host, 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 Neil Neil Villapiano. And
1: what is going on, Devils fans? And Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. As always, it is your boy, your host, your best friend, your confidant, your number one source, Neil Villapiano, and welcome to a very exciting edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network as well as Sportswire Radio, the best place to get everything you need to know about your new Jersey Devils. And as always, guys, I hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you're listening to this podcast episode. And thank you guys, as always, for taking time out of your day to check these episodes out. You already know that I greatly appreciate it. Shout out to all of our sponsors down below. SeatGeek, make sure to use my promo code Devil State OF MIND to get $20 off your first purchase at any sporting event or any concert event of your choosing. Shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook and, you know, guys with the MLB playoffs well underway now, NFL season and college football rolling in. Obviously, the NHL season starts this week, and with all that going on and so much more, you already know that DraftKings Sportsbook is your number one destination to get in on all of the huge, huge cash prizes. So make sure to use my promo code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings and tell them that your boy, Neil Villapiano, sent you. And last but certainly not least, shout out to Horns and Tail. Napa Valley for being the official wine club of the New Jersey devils and the official wine sponsor of the devil state of Mind podcast with absolutely tremendous tasting wine and personalized devil's bottles for the devil's fan in your life. Make sure to use my promo code devil state to get 10% off all of your purchases. So again, shout out to all of our sponsors down below. Ladies and gentlemen, we have our first guest joining us here on Season 5 of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. He was actually my first guest last season, just before we got underway in the 2022-23 campaign. And Things are certainly a lot different going into this upcoming, which should be a very exciting 23-24 season. So it is with great pleasure that we welcome on New Jersey Hockey Now's own James Nichols. James, welcome back to the Devil State of Mind podcast. I know obviously the Devils threw you a little bit of a wrench earlier today with a uh, little bit later practice, but nonetheless, how are you doing today, my friend?
0: I'm doing well. I'm uh, happy to be the first uh, for the season and keeping consistency from last year, too. It's pretty cool.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. I was going to say, second year in a row for you that you're the first guy that kind of jumps on, man. And like I said before, we're really excited to have you on the podcast. So, Let's just kind of jump right into it with, we had a couple of injury updates that were given to us uh, via Lindy Ruff uh, earlier this morning. Um, Here we're recording this on the 8th of October. This episode will come out on Monday the 9th. And if you could quickly just give us uh, another update, just real quick on the injuries uh, surrounding the Devils right now.
0: Yeah, so um, Eric Hallow was missing from his, uh, I believe it's his second practice in a row. Um, no real update on what is bothering him. We were just told that he has a little bit of a nagging injury. Um, but he was seen walking around the arena, um, as we were heading out and he looked perfectly fine, no ailments, nothing, no braces, nothing like that. So, um, just day to day right now for Eric Howler. um, I anticipate it's nothing serious. Um, as for Nolan Foote, he has an upper body injury. Um, we know he got struck in the face a couple of practices ago. He only got mm-hmm. two preseason games. Um, but we, we don't have a time frame for when he will return, according to Lindy Ruff. Um, right now, it's just a, a day-to-day thing, but you know, I, I think that's right now just loose terminology. It could end up being um, maybe a little bit more, but it is an upper body, body injury, and he didn't disclose what exactly it was. Um, and same goes for Keith Kincaid. He was hurt in the first preseason game during the split squads. He went up to Montreal, and um, he's day-to-day with an upper body injury as well um that's an interesting situation to me just because i'm not exactly sure and i'm working to get the details on this on how it works out between his affiliation with the devils and independent AHL club with the chicago wolves um right now he's injured under the devils i don't know how that works out as far as you know going back down to the ahl with with chicago since they're independent but you know working to get those details as we speak so
1: is it possible that guys like Keith Kincaid and Nolan Foote could theoretically make the team out of camp, but then immediately be put on IR just so that, you know, there's more space for other guys?
0: Yeah, that that's a possibility. I think you're gonna see it, that that happen um, you know, like we saw last year with Simone Nemich. He made the the official opening night roster and the very next right. day. Uh, it was Kevin Ball on the team instead, and and uh, Simone Demich went back down. So, yeah, you could definitely see some some paper transactions like that. You know, Chris Tierney is still up with the team right now. Um, so, you know, you you wonder if he's maybe just insurance for Eric Howler just in case maybe he's not ready for opening night. Again, that's not the anticipation, but you definitely could see some paper transactions. So although, um, you know, at 5 o'clock on Monday or today as you're hearing this, uh, you know, we should get a clearer picture of what the regular season roster looks like, with these injuries in, you know, in play, it might be a little bit different, you know, a couple days after the initial roster is announced.
1: And the last time I checked, the Devils still have about five or six cuts to make before they get down to the final roster. So things will obviously look different, uh, probably even by the time you guys are listening or watching um, this episode. But let's kind of talk about the preseason, James. And the Devils had what I would consider to be somewhat of an unexpected and very, very successful uh, preseason as they ended up going a perfect 7-0-0 to become the first team since the 2016-17 Colorado Avalanche to reach that mark. Now, even though it is just preseason and you take everything with a grain of salt, what does an accomplishment like this to some degree mean to the team as a whole?
0: Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's interesting to look at just because, again, you know, you look at the 7 Colorado Avalanche a couple of years ago, um, and then you look at what they did in the regular season, they were the worst team in, in you know, the 2016-17 right. season. Uh, possibly had the worst record in the NHL for, you know, a, a number of years. But, yeah. um, you know, just looking at how it transpired, right? Lindy Ruff obviously was toying with, you know, his lines. Obviously he knows who his locks are going to be to Foley I'm sorry, to Foley Hughes and Brat. Um mm-hmm. Keisher and Meyer are going to be together. It looks like Mercer is going to start there with them. Right. But you know, then, you know, some of the bottom six guys and trying out halts in the top six. He's toying with his rosters. He's trying to figure out who's going to be where. Um it it really speaks to and and although, you know, going 7-0 0 means nothing for the Devils in in the the small picture the the bigger picture here it looks at the the organizations aligned and what i mean by that is you can see the system is being preached not only at the nhl level but the system is being preached at the ahl level and even the echl level in adirondack right the the system that they want is constant puck pressure if you don't have that puck go get it if you do have that puck work it you know make sure to you know have it on your stick for the appropriate amount of time get it to the next guy push it up the ice and Mm -hmm. get that puck in the back of the net and you really saw that throughout the entire lineup right it wasn't just the jack hughes line that was putting the puck in the net you know although jesper bratt you know did lead not only the Devils but the nhl in points um you saw you saw everybody chipping in so um it was really uh prevalent when you know or you, you saw it right in front of you game 7 against the Islanders when it was largely a junior varsity doubles team playing a full yeah. NHL uh or mostly NHL lineup in, in the New York Islanders they they mm-hmm. won 3 nothing it was a great game for Schmidt it was a, a, a good game for Nemich you saw Santari Hataka play really well um you saw Matt play really well that is my guy Santari Hataka <laughs> I'm, I'm big on If him. you haven't read um, James's
1: articles on Santari Hataka you you got him that he is he is pumping his tires more than any yeah. Buddy, I see out there.
0: Yeah, he's 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 excellent. So um, you see all these these depth uh, players playing the, sim, the same system for for New Jersey. The the goals throughout the organization are all aligned, and it just speaks volumes to how well connected you know Fitzgerald and and everybody under him and his regime have really made the organization so cohesive, and that's why they're having this amount of success. It also says you know look everybody didn't really expect New Jersey to do as well as they did last year um and then they pop right 112 points and it was a bit of a surprise to everybody with a young roster with the average age of like 25 years old you know it wouldn't have been a surprise to see them stumble into the preseason and and not take it seriously because it was all we're so good last year you know we're we're gonna it's gonna be a cakewalk this year but that's not what happened they came in business you know mindset business state of mind and and Everybody just was ready to get to work, nose to the grind, and, and no fooling around. I mean, this training camp, compared to last training camp, the level of competition and the intensity was fa- leaps and bounds different. Yeah, um, it, it was far more competitive this year, despite the majority of the roster knowing that they were going to be in New Jersey, you know, mm-hmm. so it, it, it just speaks to how you know, determined the the roster is to take another step forward this year speaks to how the, the organization has aligned all of its goals. And, you know, next man up mentality is, is not just a term that they're, they're throwing around. It's, it's a real yeah. thing.
1: I th- I think the thing that, that stood out to me the most from what you said is that you're, you're talking about just, the overall system doesn't translate just to the Devils, but also to Utica, but also to Adirondack as well. Like It's just a full organizational mindset of, this is how we're going to play, and this is the type of players that we want, and this is how we're going to develop them. And you mentioned the last game against the Islanders, the 3-0 win. And again, it was a majority of guys that are not going to make the roster. They're going to be down in Utica and even Adirondack, but those guys went out and they played a really, really solid game and got themselves a win that was probably very unexpected, considering considering the Islanders were playing a good chunk of their regular players. So I think overall, it certainly showed even more that the Devils have a lot more depth in their organization than people actually realize. Uh, in terms of the regulars, James, who were some of the regular guys um, throughout the preseason that kind of really stood out to you? I, I mean, for me personally, I think the guy that stood out to, most is, to me is just the way Toffoli played with uh, Jack Hughes and brat But I want to get your um, your outlook as well.
0: Yeah, Tafoli is a good one. I mean, uh, I I said from day one, he's not going to be the most um, glorious skater out there, but he's really smart. He's positionally sound. He knows, you know, where to be on the ice. And even though Jack Hughes and and yes, Brett are so much faster than him, he just still seems to always be in the right spot at the right time. And he has that shot that's just going to, you know, be able to bank 30 goals for for the Devils, 30 or more goals for the Devils this year. So I was really pleased to see how well he um, was with, you know, Hughes and Bratt cohesively um, other guys, you know, obviously Brat, you know, went on that, that Torrid scoring pace in, in the preseason. Uh, you know, hopefully that momentum can carry over. I, I think the biggest standouts for me though, was the pairing of, of Kevin ball and John Marino. That mm-hmm. is going to be a big storyline for the devils this year. Not, not because more less so because of John Marino, more so because of Kevin ball, right. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Graves leaves in the off season, big shoes to fill. And, you know, Kevin Ball said when he signed that deal, like, look, I'm happy that I got this deal done, but like, I'm not complacent. I'm not, you know, comfortable here. I need to be better and, and get better every day. And he's really showed that. He looks like a a, a steady stay at home, dependable top four defenseman. He's showing a little bit more confidence with the puck, which is a really nice addition to his arsenal. Um, and he's, he's looking like, you know, the the shoes that have been left from the summer are pretty much already filled. I, I want to see how it, works out in the regular season but so far he he looks like a really confident player who I've been I've been pleased with um you know every day on the ice whether it's practice whether it's, it's scrimmage whether it's yeah. a preseason game he he's just been top notch
1: Yeah Kevin Ball is is a really interesting because I remember him after he signed um his most recent contract this past off season, he had talked about that there was a game against the Tampa Bay Lightning where he really felt like he started to you know, find his own in the NHL and then create that confidence. And you saw, like you mentioned, throughout the preseason, he looked very, very comfortable back there. He looks a lot more confident. He's using his body, as we saw in that big-time hit against the Rangers. Um, this is a kid that definitely looks like he's ready to take that next step into being a really, really dependable NHL defenseman. And I'm I'm really curious to see where they end up playing him in terms of that left side. I know it seems like more likely. He plays in that third pairing, but I wouldn't necessarily be surprised if he ended up being on a second pairing with with John Marino. But I think it's all going to depend on where Lindy Ruff um, sees the best fit. So, you know, yeah, there were certainly a lot of the regulars that looked exactly the way that we expected, and uh, hopefully they can continue that into the regular season. Now, in terms of the guys that are the fringe you know, not a guaranteed lock, the the one guy that stands out the most has to be Alex Holtz. Now he had a couple of really good moments. I felt like in the preseason, especially early on, Um, there were other times where he made some, you know, mistakes in his own zone that kind of reminds you of, you know, he's still trying to, it seems like he's still trying to find his game, but I want to get your perspective, James. Do you feel that Holtz has earned the right to be on this roster and As of right now, where do you see him fitting? Because it looked like he was building really good chemistry with Timo Meyer and Nico Heischer. And now, you know, earlier today at practice, he was practicing on a third line with Curtis Lazar and Andre Palaz. And they wanted to play Mercer up top. Like, where do you see all of this going?
0: Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I'll start with the initial. Does he deserve to be on the roster? I I think he had a strong first half of the preseason and, and then things kind of maybe got away from him a little bit um i, I was telling ryan earlier today I, I think with him it's just a consistency thing maybe he gets a little bit in his own head maybe you know he, he's uh you know uh, unsure of himself at, at times and, and sometimes you could see that on the ice but there are moments where he looks really good um and that was for the majority of the first half of the preseason and then there are moments where you kind of scratch your head and you say where did that come from he was playing really strong so um, I, I, think what my frame of thought on Holt right now is he deserves to be there for the opening night and maybe on a bit of probation, um, see how he does with, against full NHL rosters, um, see if he's not a liability defensively. We know he's going to score goals, right? He did that right. in, the, in the preseason, a couple of really nice features from Timo Meyer. He knows what to do with the puck once he gets it, you know, in a high danger area. That's not going to be the question that they have for Holtz. The question is going to be, is he winning his puck battles? Is he moving his feet in the defensive zone? Is he covering his man? Is he covering his zone? Um, And, you know, sometimes he does it really well. Other times it gets away from him. So it's just a matter of consistency for him. I think they put him on probation. He'll make the opening night roster. Maybe he's um, not going to play in that top six role today. He was skating with, like you said, um, you know, Mercer. I'm sorry, he was skating with uh, Palat. And what I what I think is going to be Eric Halla. I think Curtis right. down to that fourth line, um, and and I think that that might be the right role for him because, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's not going to be playing against top competition in top six NHLers and on opposing teams. He'll play against bottom six guys who he could probably, um, you know, find his scoring touch a little bit more and and you know not have to worry so much about the defensive game with Eric Halla and you know Andre Palat on a line with him. So maybe eventually he works his way up. But I, I do think that he showed that he's much improved from last season. He's definitely faster, thinking faster, skating faster, um, making decisions faster. It's, it's definitely an improved Alexander Holtz. Um, I, I just don't know how consistent uh, or his consistency has improved. He hasn't shown it yet. Right. Um, and I think that they'll, they'll take a look at that in the regular season by having him start there probably on the third line and Mm -hmm. continue to evaluate where to go from, from there.
1: I remember talking to, um, Alexander Holtz and also just for Brett's uh, trainer earlier this offseason. And we were talking about, you know, what is what does Holtz need to work on to really get his game to the NHL level? And, you know, he obviously mentioned about getting him to be faster and play a little bit stronger. But he did mention a thing about him being in his own head. And I think you bring up a really good point about, you know, he he does seem to at times when things are not going well and he's had a couple of bad shifts. He kind of he doesn't really coast. It's just more like he gets distracted so much by it that he doesn't just try to move forward and try to just keep playing and 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 produce and you know find ways to produce. So I, I'm curious to see how he would play on a role with you know Hall and Palat where maybe he gets he gets more of a responsibility to kind of push him to kind of be more responsible in both ends. And I think that that's something that's going to help. Um, Holt so you know we'll see when when we get the final roster and how things look especially when we get towards uh, opening night against the Red Wings now let's talk about the back end now there aren't too many questions but the 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 big question is going to be who is most likely going to fill that sixth position on that what assumed to be the third pairing with you know one of Kevin Ball or even maybe Luke Hughes if they move him down to that one now Colin Miller was brought in and has at times kind of struggled in this devil system, but again, it is preseason. Brendan Smith, kind of the same thing, but you know, we know what the expectations are with Brendan Smith. And then you have Simone Nemich, who I thought overall had a really good uh preseason. He looked strong, he looked confident, he looked like that he he looks like he's ready to play in the NHL. And I guess my question to you, James, is that do you agree with that assessment? Do you feel that it is time? Or do you feel that more likely the Devils will go with what Fitzgerald said earlier this year, that they're not going to rush him, they're most likely going to send him back to Utica, and they'll start the year with veteran guys like Smith and uh, Colin Miller?
0: Yeah, I I tend to believe the latter just because – um you know one lindy ruff has explained that it's going to be hard to have two rookies on the blue line and, and be a competitive team like we were last year but but two um you know i i see brendan smith still on the roster colin miller's here now and it's kind of hard to say to you know those two guys at this time like hey listen like you're not gonna play tonight or you're gonna go down to a the ahl that that's not gonna yeah. happen um so so what i see happening is is there's the potential that Nemich maybe gets a couple games, right? Gets a, right. a first look at the NHL. Um, you know, I do think he showed some really great moments in the preseason. I also think that he showed some moments of weakness that he, you know, can potentially work on down in the AHL. And I think the idea too is that they don't want Nemich, you know, up with the NHLers and, and watching too much from above. They want him right. playing every night. So with, you know, seven blue liners that are NHL caliber, uh, including Smith and and Miller, um, it, it, there's not enough room really for for him. Like I said, maybe he'll get a a, a couple games as as a first look, um, or maybe you know he'll eventually be a first call up if you know there's an injury somewhere. So, um, I think that he's much improved from last year. I think he still has a little bit more to go. Nothing yeah. detrimental. Nothing nothing to to sit there and say oh he's not going to be the second overall pick we we chose him to be. I think he's every bit you know as as. Um, valuable as he was when he was selected second overall, um, but he just has a few things that he's probably got to work out, and they want him doing that every night, right. so I, I think he'll a, end up playing the majority of the year at Utica.
1: I think it's fair to say Tom Fitzgerald kind of learned his lesson a little bit from how things went with Holtz, where he ended up sitting in the box for 20-plus games before they finally sent him back down to Utica, and I don't think they want to do that uh, with yeah. Nemitz, and I mentioned on on Twitter that uh, with Nemec, I just don't see it making sense for his development if he ends up being the seventh defenseman because he's not playing every day. He's, you know, I understand you can learn things from sitting up in the box, but at the same time, I feel like you're stunting his development a little bit and I'd rather see him get top. Because he, he's going to probably get top pairing minutes with Utica if he goes down there. I think that's the overall expectation for him. So I, I feel like I would rather that be the case and I wouldn't be surprised either if uh, by by the time you guys are listening to this, that maybe he gets sent down um, to Utica. So we'll see. Now, another prospect that I wanted to get your thoughts on, because you've written about him several times over this year, and that is uh, Senteri Hitaka, who the Devils acquired. uh, One of the many people that the Devils acquired in the Timo Meyer trade, I think people forget that there was a lot of pieces that were moved in the Timo Meyer deal. Uh, He actually had a really strong camp. He's a right-shooting defenseman, made a late push for a spot before he was cut. Uh, a couple of days ago, but what did you see from him in this training camp? And what do you like so much about his overall game?
0: I, I just love his simplicity. He's he's a really good, simple defenseman who makes all the little plays the right way. You know, he's positionally sound. He's got good stick on puck defense. Um, you know, he's mobile right he's not just a a defensive defenseman he's a he's a good two-way guy he's got a really good first breakout pass um he could skate the puck up the ice if there is no option to to pass that puck so um I really like what I saw you know specifically there was one play against the Islanders where um you know Kyle Palmieri got by Brennan Smith and he was there for support and you know good again good stick on puck defense stripped puck from Palmieri and negated a scoring chance you're going to see a lot of that from him and um I think he made it really tough for the devils to have to turn around and say to him look like we're gonna send you down to utica um his waiver exemption probably has a lot to do with that but yeah. he played really strong and i think the devils and even tom fitzgerald said to me like i didn't know what we were getting in this guy and right. he's really really good like are we really like what we we got in this kid so um, I thought it was hilarious when I was talking to him about it. And he just said to me, was, I just texted my brother, what did you do here? This guy right. is a, a good hockey player. So um I would not be surprised to see him again this year.
1: He certainly has caught the eye of a lot of people. Um, you know, he like you said, I thought he played a really, really good uh, I think he I think he had a really good showing in preseason. Um I think if I'm not mistaken, he also played in the prospects challenge as well um so he's kind of played a lot of hockey in the devil's organization just this um uh, just this offseason going into training camp so he's certainly somebody you're to keep your eye on when the when the you know Utica season gets underway and when he starts playing I'm really kind of curious to see what he can do and uh you know Tom Fitzgerald big fan of defensemen and I, I know in his world you can never have too many good young defensemen so that's definitely uh, a luxury to get especially knowing that you know he was just one of the many parts of the Timo Meyer deal and it's it's not bad to get a little bit extra that you didn't expect early on. So yeah, we'll definitely keep our eye on Hataka, and he's also got just such a great name. And I feel like I feel like the Devils always have to have at least one guy with a really really cool name. It was Shakir Mukamadulin before he was obviously dealt to San Jose, but I think now we got Hataka. Uh, so I'm really I'm really excited to see what he can do. Now let's talk about the goaltending because obviously James, I, it's it's got a, It's the question that that will constantly be brought up throughout you know, before the season starts and it will continuously be brought up when the season gets underway. How did you feel both Vitek Vanacek and Akira Schmidt did? Because in my opinion, other than the 6-5 win over the Islanders, which, you know, Schmidt was in the whole time and he gave up five goals, looked a little shaky. I thought overall the, the goaltending looked uh, really solid, but, but what are your thoughts on what you saw from them in the preseason?
0: Yeah, if if you asked me before that uh, seventh game, I probably would have said to you that I think VTech had a stronger preseason. But again, after that that last game, I think they both had really strong preseasons with that one game aside from uh, Akira Schmidt. So, um, you know, look, the thing with VTech Banachek and he was pretty adamant about early in camp was that, look, I've come into this training camp with a much different mentality than I had last year. You know, I mm-hmm. got my... Uh, feet wet in Washington with a uh, um you know maybe a split uh workload in uh with I, I believe it was uh I, I can't remember Ilias Samson yeah it's so, Samsonov. he split workload with with Samsonov and um you know he never played more than 40 something games and this right. year he was asked to, to to play an extra 10 to 12 games and you know that 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 weighs a lot on a person both physically and mentally so you know, he said he worked a lot on just his mentality, uh, how to, you know, maybe rebound from, mm-hmm. you know, OK, I, I just let him a, a goal that I probably should have to save on. I got to let that go. Um, so I do expect a strong year from Vitek. He looked really calm, cool and collected in net uh, during the preseason. And, um, you know, I think he'll he'll continue to be that banachek that was pretty much the backbone of two 10, uh, 10 game win streaks for New Jersey yeah. last year. You know, and then Schmidt, on the other hand, you know, he had that one blunder, but he really rebounded well against the Islanders in that seventh game. And, you know, the thing is, too, the Devils played, yeah, a B squad, but that meant that he had that much more work to do. And, you know, there were plenty of high danger chances for the Islanders to score and, and Vitek Vanacek turned them all aside. And uh, I'm sorry, Akira Schmidt turned them all aside. Mm-hmm. And and I think that he showed his his ability to rebound and his ability to, to you know, leave things in the past. So... Um, they've been saying in the locker room about how, you know, there's ice in his veins and, and, you know, it doesn't even have a pulse because he's just so, you know, cl- he's so calm about everything. And right. you saw that, you saw that this preseason. So I think that, you know, the devil's goaltending is in a pretty good situation right now. They, they have Banachek and Schmied both going in with confidence. Um, they luckily got Shalgren through waivers. I thought somebody might've scooped him up. Uh, he had a really solid
1: to- preseason from what I saw. Yeah, he- I actually thought he played well.
0: Yeah, he was he was pretty good. So you know they have him in Utica. Um, Keith Kincaid. We'll see what's going to happen with him uh, as far as injury, but the, the goaltending looks to be in good shape, and and uh, you know that's a testament to the the work that Fitzgerald did this summer.
1: Yeah, and obviously it's also a, a testament to both VTech and, and Akira to get themselves ready for this upcoming yeah. year. And we know that it's going to be the biggest question mark from this team because everybody says, well, the Devils have so much firepower and offense. Their defense is still very very good. But can this team win with the goaltending tandem that they have? And obviously there were a lot of rumors throughout the off season about going after guys like Connor Hellebach and UC Soros and John Gibson and this and the other thing. And, and obviously those questions can still come up and you never know how the season's truly going to go until we get underway. But I think that a lot of Devils fans can, can feel better going into the upcoming season with the way both Vitek and Akira played. So, My second to last question for you, James, is simply this. What are your now, you know, now that we've gone through the preseason and we're pretty much getting ready to start the year, what are your overall thoughts about this team heading into 2023-24?
0: Yeah, this is a team that I could see taking another step from last season. I could see, you know, that 112-point team that we saw, um, you know, really established themselves as one of the nhl's elites the questions i have about you know whether they can do that or not are you know is kevin ball really the guy he looks like is luke hughes going to be able to seamlessly transition into that Damon severson role um, right. because if not the goaltending maybe isn't upgraded maybe it's the same and and you know if you don't have up, uh goaltending and your defense isn't as strong as it was last year can they keep that pace right. however the forward group looks <laughs> leaps and bounds better than last year if you can believe it and you know it's hard for other teams to score when they don't have the puck And i anticipate yeah. this offense having the puck a lot so um you know it, there were a lot of career highs for players last year it wouldn't surprise me to see a lot more career highs this year you know jack hughes wants to hit 100 points um timo meyer's going to have a full year in new jersey and he scored 40 goals already last year playing you know with the sharks the the, the last place san jose sharks right, right. so um, you know, Jesper Brat could could potentially work with this insane preseason he'd had and, and take it into the regular season and, you know, eclipse 73 points that he scored back-to-back seasons. So um, it wouldn't surprise me to see that happen. It wouldn't surprise me to see, you know, the the defense play really well. Um, but, you know, in the back of my mind, I always keep the the realistic possibility that, okay, you know, maybe, maybe there's a a bit of a sophomore slump for the team as a whole. Maybe the defense doesn't hold up as well as they thought they might have. Maybe the Mm -hmm. goaltending might not hold up as well as they thought they might have. So um, I I do see this team taking that step forward. Uh, So long as, you know, the stars align, everything goes the way they expect it to. And, and, you know, maybe injuries don't play a factor or maybe, um, you know, some, some guys don't play as well as, you know, they anticipated, but um, overall, with with the mentality and, and the competitiveness that was in training camp in the preseason, I definitely expect this team to replicate um, and, and maybe even take a step forward from last season.
1: I think that's about as fair as a assessment and feeling that I think anybody could have, especially looking at this team and and the possibilities that could happen, good and bad. So definitely a lot of excitement now. I got a fun question for you. It's the last one. And I I know you kind of did a review already uh, at your most recent game that you went to at home, but Levi restaurants now is the food vendor for the New Jersey devils. And I know you had a chance to try some of their food. So like, just overall, like, what are your, like, what are your thoughts about like what Levi has is going to offer and what you had a chance to try yourself?
0: Yeah, it, it's a good question. I, I wish you asked me a week later because on Wednesday they're they're hosting us for a tasting.
1: Oh really? Um, so, okay. Yeah,
0: so so we'll we'll get gotta keep up a, to keep us updated with that one. Yeah, no, no pun intended, but we'll get a bit of a taste of everything else too. Love it. Um but I, I tried the chicken tenders and the chicken was great. Um they're sure. big, they were crispy, they were you know flavorful. I thought that those were really good. Um I admittedly don't remember what the other ones tasted like after that so i was <laughs> like yeah these these are you know eight plus for me right. um i'm i'm a chicken tender guy i like those uh oh, the french fries were okay though they were a little dry um, i know brad
1: pack also said they were like okay that's what i got yeah, like, a full idea of so
0: yeah a little dry but um they give you a, a good amount of them right you're not going to be yeah. if you if you eat everything you're not going to be hungry still so yeah. um the chicken tenders i said I, I think it was like eight out of ten for me mm, like, yeah. those are good um and the french fries are like a four and they could they could use some work
1: all right fair enough i mean again i said like when i saw you do the review, i was like well it's only preseason, so maybe they're trying to just like get like an idea and stuff uh but that's great and what's funny is that it looked like from the picture that you posted it just looked like it was just like a full steak at that point i was just like that thing looks huge to me and i know you said it was it wasn't two pieces they gave you three right it was like there yeah. was one under
0: yeah, it was uh, one overlapping another, and I guess it just looked like one giant one. They yeah. were a good size though. Like I'm, I'm not sitting here saying like they were chicken nuggets from McDonald's. Like they were, they were pretty big. Like you know, they, they would fit the, the length of my hand at least. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there you go. So I, I that's at least one thing that we can kind of like bang our hopes on. So now we'll see how things progress. And uh, make sure to follow James over on Twitter, um, so you guys can get the updates uh, for when he gets, as he put it, a taste. Of everything uh, from <laughs> Levi restaurants this season. But Dave, this was a lot of fun, man. Really appreciate you coming on. But before I let you go, cause I do this with all my guests, I like to roll out the red carpet and let, uh, let you kind of let the folks at home know, you know, where they can follow you on social and also all the stuff you're doing, especially with New Jersey hockey now. So the floor is yours, my friend.
0: Yeah. Appreciate it. You can follow me at James Nichols NHL. Uh, you can follow the, the uh, website account at, uh, NJD hockey. Now you could read all my work at New Jersey hockey now, uh, dot com. And, uh, you know, more, more things coming. you know, lots of, uh, lots of content ahead. The, the season's upon us. So we are ready and gearing up to go.
1: Absolutely. Well, again, James, thank you so much for coming on today. We appreciate it. And we will definitely have you back on the podcast again, my friend, but again, appreciate your time today.
0: Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And, uh, thanks for having me.
1: The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with any offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game this October. And there are so many different games going on that you have to get in on this action. The fun never ends here at DraftKings Sportsbook. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877 8 hope Y or text hope and Y to 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources.